0: Yeah, there we go. There it is. People won't hear this, but that was the fourth Third or time. fourth
1: time I think we were. And trying I had to make... a great
0: line that you got did. cut off, and you I was did. really pissed. We were. Uh, I mean, we're back in person. We're back in person. Uh, it's been almost a month, I think. Yeah, Dan, I guess d- didn't know how to rip it in person. No, and that's fine. And that's fine. Yeah, when you get so used to everyone. ripping it in private, exactly. And when you have to rip it in person, it's tough. It's it's, it's difficult, so, you know. Yeah. Nice work, especially because sometimes your grip is like way tighter. <laughs> well, Dan, for the record, I will stand up for Dan here and say he is not gripping himself currently. Okay. Grip it, Dan. Yeah, ex- yeah exactly. Yeah. If you grip, then you must rip.
1: Okay. So then that was the thing you said before we but started. But that was even better. And that was even better. Yeah.
0: Because I was doing the OJ thing. And the, I was theme- like, the theme song's over now. The theme song is over. Yeah. Because so our guest can't
1: our guests can't hear the theme song. He can't hear so. the
0: theme song, but now he knows that, that it's the theme over. song is over. And, and, and he'll especially
1: know because I'm about to
0: introduce the show. Yes. Hello, friends, idiots, and friends who are also idiots. Welcome to your favorite podcast about social media and rejection it is blocked party this is episode 87 a big episode for our canadian listeners yes that's sydney crosby's number we were
1: talking before we started recording like do we should we skip episode 88 Yeah, like, just it, altogether? like it
0: like it's the 13th it's floor a bad, of a building. That number.
1: I think we should just not have a Nazi on for it and I think we'll be
0: fine. I think that's the big thing. Yeah. I think, you know, a lot of other podcasts for some reason when they get to episode 88, they're like, we don't want to have a Nazi it, on, but, but everyone says yeah. that, So yeah. we're not going to we promise we you we're won't do, it. do that. There will be no Nazi on the show this week or next. Yes. Um, and uh, speaking of this week, we have a fantastic guest with us uh you know, a... Uh, 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 someone that people have wanted on this show for a long time us included we're very excited to have him he is a writer uh formerly of the good dead spin david roth is here hi david
1: hi how are you
0: uh yeah we're great we're, we're very good yeah. yeah we're back in studio uh you know as you can see we had some problems off the top but now we're the ready in, to the go in studio vibe is just it's so much better it really I'm is i'm a little jealous
2: of just like two normal dudes sitting in a room together three i guess i can't see well uh, that,
1: you, that, you said normal so
2: yeah so. well normal enough i mean like you're not wearing uh like masks or separated by some sort of weird plastic partition you're in like a, a place where normal things are happening
1: yeah i went to the beach yesterday and it was that's
2: tight yeah i remember that very fondly yeah i got on a boat earlier this week and i got uh more than a mile from my home for the first time in four months oh my god wow yeah, it okay. was great yeah, yeah it was
0: cool that is good. I uh, yeah, we were, you know, before people get mad at us, like we are allowed to we're allowed to do this. Stefan and Dan are in my bubble here in B.C. Yes. And we're uh, we feel good, although we did. We, we recorded in person like about a month ago, like Stefan said. And then I talked about this on the show last week, but I had a covid test because I was like I had a cough for like a week, um, but then it was negative and I was fine. And then last week I had allergies. Uh, Stefan got lost. OK. Um, and That's so he terrible, was wandering man. around the forest like a little nymph. And yeah. then uh, a nymph. Oh, by the way, a nymph wouldn't be lost in the forest. You don't know that. Yeah,
2: that's you're. They're basically. That's like where. That's a, their turf, man. It makes
0: sense that a nymph lives in a forest. No, but the point is that you're a dumb nymph. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're like you're like the idiot nymph. <laughs> yeah. Who's like, oh shit, I don't even know my. Is this my, my forest? Heir. Yeah. <laughs> is this is <laughs> like more than one forest. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You got lost. You went to a new forest yeah. and you couldn't find your way. I out.
1: would. I would. I think I'm not. I'm more of a sprite. I think than a nymph.
0: Yeah, this feels like when we whenever we have um queer guests on the show and we ask them to uh like to like classify, classify us, yeah. <laughs> we need to have like uh yeah, we what's we need to have We Ob- have a witch on the show. Yeah, we need Oberon on the show to tell us where exactly <laughs> in the Are uh, you into like uh Wicca and stuff at all? <laughs>
2: I mean, I can uh, I can just like skim the, the little Wikipedia page on it and probably give you like a top line thing by the end of the episode. I'm just going to be a little checked out. OK, I because did, so- it's hard to read and, and do the talking at the same time. Right. But I've always thought that that sounded uh, really interesting and stuff. I've been into like poultices and uh, different sorts of potions for a really long time.
1: Right, and a poultice is, like, that's where you just put a bunch of, like, uh, sticks and dog turds on, like, an open wound. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, so you'd wrap it, like, where you might
2: use, for instance, an ointment or even an unguent. (laughs) I would just get a bunch of, of leaves and sticks and other things that had been charged, you know, by the moon and stuff. And uh, then wrap the the wound in that. Right. So
1: so speaking of being charged by the moon, I, so I'm yeah. so I'll, I'll just say this: I'm yeah, still. That's what we're talking. That's a about. great segue. Speaking this is <laughs> being charged it's, it's by a the moon. It's a very good segue because I have to bring this up. But I so I'm still locked out of Twitter. Okay. So when I get like a, in like a group chat or something a link to a tweet, I have to like copy the link and then go into incognito mode and like open it in there. Which maybe I should have been doing anyway. Right. Uh, given probably like,
0: given to who you are in group DMs. Yeah. With. Exactly. Yeah. DM.
1: So. But there's a there's a thread going around today, uh, which is about a group of inexperienced witches who have hexed the moon.
0: Oh yeah, okay. <laughs> I don't know if you Just saw a, this. this. Is, I like that the idea is that they were trying to hex something else, but it was their inexperience that led them to hex a giant celestial that's, so body. So that's, that's, that's not like quite a,
1: true. They like a typographical error.
0: No, no, no. So they
1: they knew that they were hexing the moon, but their inexperience uh, has has they don't understand that you shouldn't hex the moon.
0: Basically, oh. because you're gonna piss oh. off. So, like, uh, other Artemis. witches are mad. Yes. So, like, so, so witches with experience are like, you fucking noob, you can't yeah. yes. curse the
1: moon. And so, like, look,
0: what is this your first day?
2: Yeah, yeah. essentially As a witch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so okay. if
1: you know, maybe you're into into Wicca and that stuff. And, sure. And, but the thing that is funny about this to me is that it's formatted like uh, like one of those Twitter threads where it's like, all right, fuckers, here we go you know <laughs> <laughs> buckle up you probably heard about the moon getting hexed yeah, <laughs> Let me,
0: yeah.
1: you think that Pringle uh, logo guy that's a mustache no buckle, buckle the fuck up <laughs> this is a 500 tweet thread about the Pringles guy um, so it's what's going on with the moon a thread because everyone is confused Basically, <laughs> I, I am confused yeah, for sure I mean I've been wondering what's going I mean where, yeah, yeah. where is it first of all it disappeared yeah. recently and then it this came is back crazy. so I don't know what's going on there yeah. basically in the past few days a group of fresh baby witches decided to <laughs> ban together and hex the fae and then the moon and they did. Now they're planning to hex the sun too. <laughs> Fresh baby witches are inexperienced witches who should only be researching and doing protection work. Um, so that's like shaking down uh, local grocery stores say, and like, stuff Yeah,
2: <laughs> showing up at places that sell crystals and be like that's real nice It'd be ashamed shame if uh,
0: I reversed its charge or something
1: <laughs> <laughs> so what is a hex? a hex is essentially spell work that is a collection of negative energy and is directed to someone something or a group of someone somethings these are intended to have negative effects and cause harm to them in their lives these baby witches by the way specifically stem from witch tiktok or witch talk who are the fey well t- I mean, I'm just going to keep I'm going to plow through this because there's a lot of opportunities for me to stop and be like i don't what is this i'm going to keep going who are the fae well technically the fae are celtic specific so it's more accurate to say fair folk but essentially they are non-human creatures that fairies are based on it's extremely important to note that fair folk do not abide by human morals because they are not human uh morality (laughs) is a human construct fair folk are not inherently malevolent but they have different customs than we do uh it doesn't say in the tweet there but they also don't exist so I should yep. make that clear. I think. Right. Who doesn't exist? That's another
2: thing that's extremely important to note.
1: Yeah. Uh, this. <laughs> Is that like Celtic, uh, like demons and, and stuff. They're not, they're not real. Okay. So I just right. want to make, make that clear. Uh, but when right. they're fucked with who, baby, you've now got trickery for the rest of your life and maybe a bloodline oh, curse. no! If you're lucky, they'll probably also steal your soul. Uh, and that's just kind of tossed on at the end there. <laughs> Next up, the moon thing. After hexing the Fae, this group of newbie witches decided to hex the moon. Yeah. The moon. They hexed it. Why does this matter? Well, for witches, the moon is integral to our work. Most notably, it fuels spells and provides power. Obviously, you shouldn't disrespect the moon, but actually, the moon thing matters because there are gods that rule the moon, and hurting the moon hurts them, not so much physically as it hurts their energy, power, and hurts them emotionally. Mm. Artemis, according to those who work with her... What, like, her co-workers? <laughs>
2: yeah. they called... mythical <laughs> the mythical god, Artemis. <laughs> yeah, it's like uh, other, other people on Mount Olympus are, like, re- yeah, <laughs> reporting they... anonymously to HR. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah they called Artemis' secretary Janice, and <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> she is, she's is super upset. She sent a memo to Artemis. So according to those who work with her, Artemis is especially affected,
1: but the gods whose domain is the moon are mostly worried about their followers, as this affects their energy, too. Why does Apollo matter? In case you don't know, Artemis and Apollo are twins. Artemis is the goddess of the moon. Apollo is the god of the sun. As siblings they are very intertwined and his his sister has been hexed he's pissed Apollo will take action for a sister even though she is entirely capable of taking action for herself this is where this thread takes a turn but apollo he's god of health and medicine they hexed his sister in the middle of an increasingly dangerous pandemic Mm. what (laughs) will happen to the hexers if the gods are merciful their hex will be sent back to them and they will be hexed by the gods yeah that's mercy if there's no mercy a curse lifelong at least probably on their bloodline i hope this helped explain let me know if you have any questions i'll answer to the best of my ability or direct you to resources that can answer better than i can uh and then there's a bunch of screen grabs info from another witch discord server
0: Mm. Now, um, do the now this feels like a real big marketing opportunity, like the witches' resource, like alternate resources are called Wikipedia, right? Oh wow, <laughs> that's very good. Like they I, must be. Yeah, I do
1: just want to say that our uh, our friend uh, Greg Weed Guy Four Twenty Boner, yeah. uh said <clears throat> that uh, that thread is like what I hear when my kids are playing Legos and I and they don't know I'm listening. <laughs> <laughs>
2: It does have that kind of like I was trying to figure out what the tone of it was, because it's definitely like a discernible type of online writing that's like new within the last 10 years. Yeah. And it doesn't have quite that like swinging dick Eric Garland thing where it's like, all right, cats and kittens, like whatever, just like that kind of like hep cat mental illness combination. that like defines that stuff. But it does have like a little kid thing too, like getting something explained to you in great detail by an eight year old. Yeah, who like actually doesn't know anything and is making it up as it's being explained.
1: It's sort of like I guess if like Seth Abramson was a warlock, I would yeah. say.
2: And I mean, maybe he or is. like a different know. type of, of of warlock. Yeah,
1: I guess. yeah, exactly.
0: I I just want to say, as the podcast's mm-hmm. resident new metal expert, mm-hmm. that uh, "Hex the Moon" <sighs> is my favorite God's Maxing. single. Oh so. my god. <laughs> <laughs> Is Godsmack new metal? Uh Godsmack is new metal Are and they Christian as well? No, Sully Erna is a practicing wiccan. Oh wow. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that was so... like, Yeah, that was his whole thing. He was like he had the little like pentagram ta- like he has a uh teardrop tattoo but it's a pentagram. Okay. And uh yeah, he he definitely uh like it was one of those things where I think he knew pretty early that like people weren't going to take him too seriously about it, so he didn't like you, it's hard to find an interview where he like really goes into it unless it like maybe in like Wiccan Monthly or whatever he would go into it but like for Rolling Stone or whatever you right. know they'd be like oh I hear you're like a practicing you know Wiccan or whatever and he would just be like well I think there's a lot about Earth that's like not explained and like so okay. I'm trying to like figure out the how P- to the PR friendly yeah the classic like you know he didn't want yeah. to come right out and and, and say I that mean, he's like a witch or I would, I would like, love just
2: asking questions and yeah, stuff.
0: yeah. yeah.
1: I, I would love like a full to me like a A a full interview about like Wicca with him is up there with the Jonathan Davis thing where he's like, uh, I'm like a real chat monster.
0: (laughs) Oh, yeah. AOL chat room. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. No question. I'm
2: not familiar. So he is a big like AIM guy. Is that still true?
1: This was from. Uh, I feel like this is from like 1998 or something. All
2: right, that makes more sense. Yeah, the idea that yeah. if he was still just kind of like I don't know, man, I'm just like I love coffee that's my thing. I'm <laughs> on there all the time.
0: Yeah, there's a picture of him, and it looks like the font and the and the like photoshopping of the photo looks like it's from like a Teen Beat type of magazine, it was from, like Tiger
1: Beat. I, I swear, it actually may have been from. Okay, because yeah. that's
0: that was Corn <laughs> at the height of their popularity when there would
1: have actually been potential for crossover with like the Teen Heart. Oh, totally. Magazine. I mean, they were the first
0: Freak on a Leash was the first video that got retired from Total Request Live because it got requested so much. So, yeah, a lot of people don't realize like it's like in that era of new metal, it would be like corn or Limp Biscuit would hit like number one on the charts and then the rest of the charts would be like Backstreet Boys, Ricky Martin, Britney Spears, like but for whatever reason, like new metal would like puncture that and like go to the top.
2: Oh, my God. I always thought of the way that like that moment and that like sort of. TRL era as being like a big shitty suburban high school where there were like different like groups of like peer groups or whatever, but they were just sort of like, they all were sort of stacked up together on the same row of lockers and stuff like that. So that like Christina Aguilera and Eminem would have a fight, but like somehow like Limp Bizkit would be involved in it. And they would be kind of like, you guys are, are being really unfair to like Christina right now, but that would all be like mediated <laughs> through the same show.
0: Yeah, you're right. You're right. Well, there, cause there was, pardon me for a while there were rumors that fred durst was dating christina aguilera so
1: wasn't there a thing at like an award show where that was like referenced or something yeah
0: it could be yeah but yeah so i could totally that was the big like oh there's a fight between these two powers let's get another power to like weigh in on the weigh in on the drama uh but yeah so i'll just give you a little quick quote from sully Erna to put a bow on this he says uh (laughs) He says i don't preach wicca in my mind it's about the power of the earth karma and natural remedies a spell is no different than a prayer so. i mean that's,
1: that's actually pretty well said yeah yeah
0: i guess and that's true also you know yeah. either way you look at it i think like, i think sully was just like we can't be in we can't be an outright like devil band like it like you know I, I feel like all of those especially like in the 70s and the metal scene and stuff it was like Bands were fine being like, maybe we're into Satan, but maybe, you know, there was always this kind of like gray area. Whereas like Sully's like a practicing warlock or whatever, witch I don't know. Is
1: Godsmack named uh, as such because it's about like smacking God? Yeah, definitely. Is that actually (laughs) why?
2: (laughs) I actually feel like I know for some reason that it is not. That it's like some other thing. I don't, there's a bunch of stuff I've been kind of uh, hopefully quietly um, opening in a new tab like trying to <laughs> confirm some of the stuff that I thought I suspected to be true about Godsmack for some reason <laughs> like apparently I had a lot of like kind of nascent so I'm pleased to report they actually are from Massachusetts the reason I looked is I was like these guys feel like some Massachusetts ass guys <laughs> and they are Sully is from Lawrence Mass well his name is Sully right so yeah his given name is Salvatore, which is incredible. That's like kind of stealing valor in Massachusetts, <laughs> like pretending to be a Sully when you're not actually Irish. Yeah, but like whatever. Who's gonna Who's gonna tell him? <laughs> but the idea there's something about them that's like they're a little bit too square to like take it right to to God's chest. Like they're like obviously like curious about like other uh, supernatural beings and stuff like that, but not in like an aggressive way. Like they would just like suggest that God take melatonin if he was having a hard time <laughs> sleeping instead of like zolpidem.
1: yeah exactly yeah they punch him
0: in the shoulder i think <clears throat> yeah hey, hey, like hey. affectionately hey, yeah god what's yeah. Up? Yeah. yeah yeah the smack wasn't like in the face it's like playful yeah, yeah. it's like oh hey yeah. man what's going exactly, on exactly yeah. but i do feel like Su- sully felt like he kind of had to say like a spell's basically a prayer so that like christian people who kind of liked god smack were just like yeah Okay. I, can, okay, I can listen to yeah. Godsmack. A sp- spell is just a prayer. Did they do like a big movie song at some point? Did they? I don't know. I feel know. like they
1: did a song for like, not the mummy, but something mummy it might have been, Oh, it might have
0: been. the Yes, it was I Stand Alone. Wasn't that in the mummy? Was it? Ah, that yeah. I, that yeah. was
1: them?
2: Stand
0: Alone. Yeah. yeah. Those
2: are all, I think of all of those songs as just weightlifting music. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like things for you to like get like gains while you listen to it. And maybe you're in high school at the time.
0: Yeah, it was in the Scorpion King. I, st- okay. I stand alone. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it served as a single from the Scorpion King soundtrack on March fifth, two thousand and two.
1: So, okay, I was uh, our friend, uh, our friend Michael Hale was posting uh, pictures from not the Scorpion King because that's the that's the one that's all about the Rock and it's like kind of a prequel to the Mummy yeah. series. Um, but I think it's is it the Mummy Returns where the Scorpion King shows up at the end? I believe. Um it's one of the one of the actual mummy movies and I don't know if you've like looked at this the CGI for it recently um but like it's if you just look up the Scorpion King it's probably the first result but he's played by the CGI Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Yeah. And the CGI for it is so atrocious. And like even at the time I feel like it, it, was, it was atrocious at the they time had like a, just a
0: bad uh like a bad CGI It team. looks like a reboot. I mean, it, you're obviously. Oh wow! It, oh. Yeah,
2: it's, it looks like uh, the um, lawnmower man or something. <laughs> yeah. Oh
0: wow! Yeah, it's that's good truly special. <laughs> Holy shit! Some
2: CGI. It, it took the rock, and he it, it, it kind of looks like a cross between like Brad Garrett from Everybody Loves Raymond. <laughs> <laughs> like, but if you cast Mickey Rourke as Brad Garrett, <laughs> oh
0: my god! Wow, that is <laughs> insanely accurate. <laughs> it's, it's not. It doesn't look that much like the rock, but I like it. The, the Scorpion King soundtrack is definitely something we would review on the POD cast. It's got God Smack, POD, Drowning Pool, System of a Down, Creed, Nickelback, Hoobastank. Oh my god! Rob Zombie, <laughs> Mushroom Head, Seven Dust, Breaking Point, Coal Chamber. I mean, it's just Holy beautiful. Shit. There's It's funny, like, because we, we <laughs> on the POD cast bonus episodes, we always do like a compilation. And there was definitely this trend. In like we were talking about like the TRL, it, it was like you either listen to new metal or you listen to pop yeah. or or hip hop. So you'd have your like Eminem, Dr. Dre, Snoop fans. You'd have your Christina Aguilera, Backstreet Boys fans. You'd have your Corn Limp Bizkit fans. And that was like reflected in movie soundtracks. Like there were so many action movies from like 1999 to 2002 yeah. where that's, that's every soundtrack. Queen of the Damned, Dracula 2000, End of Days. Man, there was one I was thinking of recently, and I can't recall the name,
1: but it was, like, trying to to cash in on, like, the Fast and Furious being popular, and it was, like, was it called Biker Boys, maybe? <laughs> Dan, yeah, there was Dan one is nodding. That, with Lawrence
2: Fishburne? Yes. That was, like, a, yeah. Oh, Biker I, it's, Boys. I believe that boys is spelled with a Z. Right? It is. Oh, of course correct. it would be. Yeah. That's,
0: you don't even have to... Believe so right. I, I was was that aw- implied in Oh, no. I uh, i mean, I'm sure people were thinking of it, but in my mind already, it was like, is it one Z or two? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was the only thing I John, was thinking. Can you, you look up the Biker Boys soundtrack? Though? uh Sure. Yeah, I can. Biker Boys. Yeah, uh, yeah definitely spelt with a Z. Yeah. Uh, Biker Boys is a 2003 American film about a group of underground motorcycle drag racers. Yeah. It features an ensemble cast, including Lawrence Fishburne, Derek Luke, Megan Good, G-Mon Honsu, uh, Terrence Howard, Orlando Jones, and Kid Rock.
1: That's a honestly, <laughs> nice. that's an unimpeachable cast.
0: <clears throat> yeah. Uh, the soundtrack containing hip hop, rock and R&B music. Wow. Okay. So this one has uh, we've got Pod, yeah, we've got Papa Roach, okay, uh, we've got and those are really the only like kind of new metal in uh, Metallica. Well, what the fuck? There's a song that's Metallica featuring Jaw Rule and Swizz Beats.
2: Oh, those are always so good. There was a lot of that at the time too because. They would, <laughs> they would try to like sort of mush it together there's a an mop record one of my favorite uh rap groups from that period that was just like some of their songs but they just put them under like presets on like a keyboard where it'd be like uh this is like metal four and they would just play it and it'd just be like kind of like ticky little shitty drums yeah and then like billy dance being like i'm gonna shoot your kid like but just like you know with energy
0: over it and it sounded sounded bad. Uh, we gotta hear that, Dan. Can we pull this song up? Uh, it's called. What's it called? It's called yeah. We did it again. Okay. You know, because it was the second time Metallica, Jaw Rule, and Swiss. <laughs> what's Beats the, what's got the Metallica
1: up? documentary? Some kind of monster. Some kind of monster. I would, yeah. So good. I would watch a Metallica documentary just about the making of this song. <laughs> yeah.
0: Oh okay. My here we go. God. Dan's pulling it up for us. Unfortunately, David, you won't be able to hear. You, this, should, you should look
1: it up on your end, Dave.
0: Though so I will. I will.
2: I was looking at the End of Days soundtrack, but I'm happy to open another tab. This is great. Wow. <laughs> No idea what kind of podcast for. <laughs> oh, this
1: was. What is, is even happening this right is, now? I mean, this is really bad.
0: Even the cover art is insane. I mean, it looks like the Scorpion King with yeah. Ja Rule. Okay.
2: Uh, Dave, I don't know if you're listening to this right now. I'm I'm waiting for it to I have to wait for this ad for Barefoot Wine to finish playing before I can listen to Chow Roll rap over a Metallica song. Okay.
1: We yeah. we stopped listening to it because it was uh extremely bad.
0: I mean, I liked it. But I'm fucked up that way. Oh my That's god. That's very good. Oh wow. Oh <laughs> That I'm is. thinking
2: about Ja Rule recording the little vocal yes in a separate session yeah. after the original one.
0: <laughs> yeah, Metallica was like, this isn't hard enough. What can you do? And then Ja Rule's like, I could just do some like yes at the beginning. You want some yes?
2: Yeah. And Field's like, all right, I could
0: try some oohs. you think that would help. And then they just mixed it up. Oh, man, I can't <laughs> wait to listen shit. to that entire song once this episode is over. Yeah, that, that was incredible. Uh, I can't believe you remembered this movie. Like, I would... Ne- this... I just remembered it if because you, I would have no idea. Because got, you
1: brought up the, like that exact genre of movie basically. Right. And I was like, what's like a really, really shitty one? Like Fast and Furious is like good. It's yeah. like, a good movie. And like what are the ones that like rip off the good movies? And Biker Boys is like
0: atrocious. It has twenty three percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. It made twenty three point five million at the box office. Yeah. Uh audience score fifty four percent though, so like not so bad, you know. Okay. But uh yeah, I mean it's just this I didn't is...
2: remember that End of Days had a soundtrack like that. I actually worked at the production company that was making that movie while they were making it. And they would pull me in to like look at dailies sometimes or like the trailer to be like, you're young. Is this cool? <laughs> <laughs> <And> <laughs> generally, the answer was, was no, but it was <laughs> like there was an attempt there. It was like a movie about the apocalypse with That's uh, Ar- Arnold, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. fighting the devil played by Gabriel Byrne. And apparently the soundtrack had uh, both Guns N' Roses and Limp Bizkit on it. Wow.
1: he Like, he goes to hell in that movie, right? Yeah, I, I don't remember if he
2: goes to hell. He definitely fights the devil in a version yeah. of New York that looks startlingly like Toronto. <clears throat> okay. But that is, I mean, to be expected. What I remember from the trailer that they showed me was that the effects weren't done in it yet. So you would be shown, like, you know, like whatever wound up being the actual trailer for it. Except for there'd just be a moment where like something's supposed to be happening. And there's just be text on screen that said like demonic image emerges. And I'd be like, all right, well I'll imagine that. And we'll see. Like <laughs> That was
1: all you could do. Do you guys remember the trailer for the Tom Cruise mummy that got released like early by accident? And it didn't have any of, it only had one uh like sound, like it had, it had the just the oh, dialogue, yeah. I think. And so it didn't have any of, like, the actual... It didn't have any music. It didn't have any of, like, just, like, the, the background noise and stuff. So there's one scene where they're, like, uh, in a plane crash. And it's, like, falling out of the air. And all you can hear is, like, th- this This lady gets, like, sucked out of the plane. And, like, hits, like, the wall on the way out. And all you can hear is just, like, Ugh! Ah! Uh! <laughs> And that's all it is. And it looks... It's so... I mean, that is... That's possibly the worst movie i've ever seen if you haven't seen it Uh. really it's i i knew that it
2: was bad i mean like i read that it was bad and everything i kind of like i have a soft spot for Cruz in some ways like just as a guy that i don't think he ever really knows what's going on i think he just kind of shows up he's like a the way that like animal actors are kind of you know like you (laughs) let them out of a cage and then there's like some like a surface covered in peanut butter and they like move towards it and then like that's a you know that's a wrap yeah that on patches or whatever.
1: I mean, I love and, like the the recent Mi- the Mission Impossible movies are so good.
2: Oh yeah, I gr- love the, those movies. And those are always like awe-inspiring because the like the stunts are like really scary looking and really practical. And I remember the plane crash bit from the Mummy also looked pretty good. And I was like, so Tom Cruise like risked his life to make like this movie to make yeah. like the fourth Mummy movie to come out in the last seven years. Yeah,
1: I mean, it was going to be the start of the Dark Universe. Yeah, uh, uh, movies and and that sort of. I mean, the, I always go back to like the photo of all of them. I think it was for like, yeah, was it like Vanity Fair or somehow involved in that. He was going to be the Invisible Man, I think. Uh, Javier Bardem was involved as well. Um, wow. Russell Crowe was Doctor Jekyll, Mister Hyde, and he's in the Mummy. Um, they like sprinkle him <gasps> in there, uh, and I mean, he was. I. It's, it's, it's just got to be hard it's it's for really Tom bad.
0: Cruise because he set the precedent for doing stunts, right? So like. If he, so he's done it all in Mission Impossible, then the mummy approaches him and they're like, so you're going to do all your own stunts in this one too, right? He, he, he can't be like, he can't be like, no, uh, the script sucks shit and this isn't going to make enough money. He's just got to be like, uh, I mean, I guess. Yeah. It's like, of
2: course, I'll really get shot for this movie that we're doing together. Yeah, like, exactly. Why wouldn't I? Yeah. I, I believe in this project and I believe in you.
1: Totally. Totally. <laughs> the, the way they film, so like, I know the last two Mission Impossibles and the one that's coming out, probably not next year, the year after, I'm guessing at this point, but the way they've filmed them uh, and come up with the story is they come up with the ideas for the stunts first and then write the story wow. around the stunts, which is like, that's like the best way to to do an action movie. Like a hundred percent. I mean,
2: it sounds like backwards and yet like they've made the plot work in all of the yeah. ones that I've seen. Like, it's just like, that definitely seems like a good way to get yourself, like fired up to make it like better than like the idea of being like, well, like he doesn't know who he can trust. Like instead the idea. <laughs> is being, like, yeah. So he's pushed off the Burj Khalifa, like for real. Yeah. And then, like, maybe he dies or maybe he doesn't. Maybe he gets caught by a helicopter. And then, like, you know, that sort of little bit of riffing.
1: I mean, the like, I don't know if you saw, like, the making of for the last one for Fallout, where he's, like, jumping out of the plane. Um, I didn't see the making of it. I mean, I know the stunt. He did it, like, 50 times, I think, just jumping out of the it's plane. And it, and it was, thing. like, legitimately, it's one of those jumps where it's, like, at, like, the top of the atmosphere or whatever, you know? And they had to make, like, a special, like, camera helmet rig for the for the cameraman who jumped out following them. And, like, he just kept doing it and kept doing it. It's, like, totally... It's just nuts. It's sweet. It's
0: insane. I think it's, it's so a, good. It's, I think it's a good, like... I agree that it's a good way to do it. You, like, because you, I, I think what you said, uh, Dave, was perfect. Like, it's just, like, oh, so, yeah, it's so this one, uh, well, uh, we got it a Boss. He's got a Boss. And, <laughs> um, I mean, you wouldn't believe this, but the Boss... He's a turncoat. So <laughs> yeah. we don't know. I mean, it was we'll see what happens. Do you think he'd be if we if we put a spaceship in the it just got it to like the troposphere, you think he'd jump out of that? <laughs>
2: yeah, and like, like and then from there, like it <laughs> yeah. really should all just fall into place yeah. from that.
0: Yeah, they're why like why oh, is he in the
2: plane? <laughs> yeah. Did he did he push? Did he jump? Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, and there you go.
0: You work backwards.
2: You, the early ones were all like they were still it's funny, that franchise's been around long enough now that there's like the first two. Were like directed by like prestige. I think it's like Oliver Stone did the first one.
1: John Woo did the second
2: one. John Woo did the second yeah. one. and they're the two worst movies in the in the sort of broader span of it by a stretch, which is saying quite a lot because yeah. like those are both talented filmmakers. But they were like still trying to make them real movies at that point. Yeah. Whereas at some point where they were just like having whatever Christopher McQuarrie write some cool dialogue and then like choreograph two planes. Crashing into each other while Tom Cruise jumps out of one.
1: And it's even like just the, just him doing the real stunts, like even just the little things where like, in like a lesser movie when he's like hanging uh off the side of a helicopter you would get a shot from like very far away where it's like clearly not him and mm. then you would go to a shot like inside the helicopter and it's him like climbing up into the helicopter but this one there's like a 45 second shot that's just like holding on tom cruise as he's like actually hanging from a very helicopter and trying to climb up. the fucking helicopter and it's so much better i think that might be why like i'm trying to unpack like why
2: i would have a like a more positive opinion of Tom Cruise now, like knowing what I know about Scientology and like all of that than I did 10 years ago. And I think it's that I've been worried for him in movie theaters a lot. Like that. It's like the way that I would think of like a friend who has a dangerous job or like is immunocompromised (laughs) or something. like the last time I saw you, you were hanging out of a helicopter, man. You doing all right? And you would be like, no, I'm not. I have to do it again. Actually.
0: Yeah. Like, I got to do it for this movie. I don't even like the script of uh, Hel- helicopter boys.
2: Uh, yeah. Chopper boys. I'm, I'm apparently fighting a Frankenstein. We're trying to do that
1: again. So yeah. <laughs> oh, Javier, Javier Bardem was Frankenstein. I think that's what it was. He was going to be Frankenstein.
0: Oh, you'd... I'm pretty sure. Nice. Yeah. It's yeah. nice that we brought it full circle. Yeah. And speaking of bringing things full circle, let's wrap this up and move on to our social media updates what a good segue boy was it smooth Stefan and john are gonna bring you the news prepare for a feast of rarefied tapes terrible tweets from verified greats they'll bring their personal feed to you
1: with an update on their social social
0: social media uh all right dave we always like to start with the guest what's going on on your social media
2: i have been trying to, to post less or more positively over the last few days just for uh reasons of my own sort of self-care so which has been interesting because like a lot of really super bad things are happening and i'm like posting about daniel bard unexpectedly making the rockies bullpen which is not something that even (laughs) i care about that much i think it's a nice story uh but i did um this morning make the mistake of watching some of the uh footage of donald trump being interviewed by chris wallace from fox and he's sitting in a really interesting way and it had been i actually tweeted this like five minutes before we started because it had been like preoccupying me like i've been trying to think about why are you sitting like that because it's definitely it's like a sort of squatty potty pose (laughs) but he's got a very wide stance and it occurred to me and i I looked up some images and i confirmed it he looks like blanca from street fighter in it
0: (laughs) and i tweeted that before
2: we started and it's like I think that that had probably been something that I had been very close to realizing for like a year. <laughs> this is your breakthrough. hair similar. Yeah.
1: You got it. Like you've been working, yeah. you working towards so this like for years. I can yeah. rest now. Yeah. I don't have to think about this anymore.
0: <laughs> oh my God.
1: <laughs> Holy shit.
0: I'm showing stuff in this right now. I
1: mean, Dave, I would go retweet that right now, but I unfortunately cannot. Yeah. So then,
0: like you have to do
2: triple factor authentication yeah. because like, Twitter still thinks that you stole one hundred fifty thousand dollars in Bitcoin. Yeah, somehow.
1: apparently. Um, but oh, my God, like i that's that's one hundred percent. Like, that's just I mean, you nailed it. That's absolutely yeah. it. I don't feel
2: great about it because it definitely it's not the sort of thing that just comes to you. Like, I think that that's. There's, you know, the 10,000 hours are really showing there, and I'm not <laughs> pleased with that.
1: the, the but at the same time, you know, whatever. I'm happy to be right. The interview itself, too, is extremely funny. Um, oh, yeah. my god! Because there's, I mean, the two parts that I've seen, there's one where uh, Trump is like, oh, Joe Biden signed this thing saying he wants to defund the police. And then Chris Wallace. <laughs> he didn't. Uh, no. Chris Wallace, uh, resistance hero, obviously, uh, he's good now, uh, pushes back and is like, uh, oh, actually he didn't. And then Trump is like, well, let's, uh, let's, let's bring, let's bring it over here. It's like this 50 page thing. And then they don't actually show it. It like cuts to Chris Wallace talking to someone else about the interview after the fact. And he's like, uh, yeah, he, he looked through the entire thing and found some other stuff to be mad about, but like just couldn't find it. And then it cuts to like stock footage almost of like them walking beside the white house and Trump just like clearly super pissed at Chris Wallace. Like, it's it's really fun. His
2: body language and general like sheen in the interview is really unsettling. Like even by Trump standards.
1: Yeah. He's like, it's
2: clearly he's having a bad time.
1: Yeah. He's, he's not, he's not doing too hot. Um, but the other one that I saw this morning, uh, is, is Trump is like bragging about taking the cognitive test. Yeah. yeah. That he
0: scored, I uh, got a hundred percent on the, and, and, on the thing they <laughs> used to establish cognitive baselines as to whether or not you need to be admitted to a care home and, or not. Yeah. Yeah. Chris, Chris
1: Wallace is just like, uh, yeah, I took the test. You just have to like recognize an elephant.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then Trump is like, he's like, well, fair enough. Yeah. yeah. Those are the early questions. <laughs> but like, someone yeah. pointed out, this is something I saw right before we started too, that like Trump is like, you wouldn't be able to answer the last five questions. Okay. Basically no one can answer them. And the last five questions have to do with orientation. So they're like, where are you? (laughs) What day is it? What what is your name? And so like, that's the, that's when it really peaks. Cause like, you know, like if you're not like sure, Joe Biden could probably get four or five of those, but like five
1: of five, I mean, that's a test like that. Yeah. That's incredible. Yeah. And then the later questions after that, it's like, you have to recognize uh, two elephants. Yeah. Seriously. <laughs> How <laughs> I mean, many elephants did. are there?
0: Yeah. <laughs> it, it is a weird, like, I, I feel like it's a very um, uh, sad reflection of like what's going on in America right now that like, you can almost imagine that Trump and Biden are going to do some sort of like test off as like part of their debate. <laughs> like, Oh yeah. <laughs> there's just, Trump's going to be like, well, Biden can pass this basic test and then Biden will be like, well, I don't, I'll take it. I don't give a shit. <laughs> and then like the two of them are just taking like, Like I say, like baseline cognitive tests that you would use to determine like whether or not you can live on your own.
2: Yeah, like instead of like a like a third town hall debate or whatever, it's just going to be like they get to do Sudoku together and there's like (laughs) no time limit (laughs) just to see like how well you can do. If there was a place I could bet $10 on Joe Biden doing a push up on stage during a presidential (laughs) debate to prove a point, I would bet it.
1: (laughs) I just pictured Trump living on his own, by the way yeah that's that crazy? The, that's like the funniest image like with no it's one incredible. helping him that's at like, all like oh when
2: we would do the uh back at deadspin drew mcgarry and i would do like the there'd be like a mailbag question at the end of the podcast we did and there would always be some trump question and it was always shit like that it would be like could trump scramble an egg <laughs> like has no. he tied his own shoes like does he know how to parallel park and like All of those are mind-blowing to me in their own sort of different ways.
1: Our friend Dan O'Sullivan is always like, can you imagine Trump reading a book from start to finish? And it's just like, Like that's so fucking funny to
0: think about just yeah. him sitting down to read a book. All I, I just picture him like reading it and just like shaking his head the well, whole time. Well, I was like, oh, there, there's the
1: fucking anecdote about him watching Bloodsport. And he fast forwards through Bloodsport because he had his son fast forward yeah. through it. Just I,
2: not important that it, you're right, uh, you know, in the broad strokes. But it's important that he's like, Eric, do it. Yeah. and like his son, like knew. Like, and I'm not trying to listen to Van Damme talk. I want to watch him do a split.
1: What is the uh, he, he mentions this? I feel like twice a year. But like showing ID at the grocery store as well yeah. to go buy milk Incredible or something stuff. like like things that I think that I think he, he thinks you're paying you're thing. paying with a check I think is what he thinks probably right and you didn't yeah. show your ID when you're showing when you're paying with like a check, again another but, thing
2: that hasn't happened in thirty years yeah. but that is like again strikingly clear to him like his brain basically just was frozen in amber in like 1987 so I think there's a lot of stuff in terms of like credit cards like he thinks those are a thing that rich people have like an ATM <laughs> I think would absolutely like he would think that it was a supernatural sort of being.
0: <laughs> he would wonder how he could get all the money out of it. Like yeah, that would be his whole like. Yeah, how, who puts the money in here? What is so kind yeah. of? How do I? It's just so there's just a bunch of money in there. How do I get? Yeah, there's the like a
2: big stack, stack of it, and it comes. Yeah. Alright, so and then there's a guy behind it who puts takes yeah. it out of the bag and puts
1: <laughs> it in the hole.
0: <laughs> yeah, definitely. He thinks that there's a person living in the ATM. He, he
1: had a thing about dishwashers recently too. I think did he? Oh, we, yeah. that's the water pressure stuff. He loves. Yeah. That. Oh, yeah. He does that with toilets too. I feel like yeah. he thinks every sort of like household appliance or like an ATM, it's sort of like a Flintstone style thing, except it's like a poor person in there instead of yes. like a instead <laughs> of like somebody. a pelican right
2: like he believes in elves and he believes that they're very important to the economy yeah <laughs> but yes <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: Stefan, what's going on on your social media i mean
2: i don't know but <laughs> yeah i don't
0: know
1: at all i don't know what's
0: going on Is there any on.
2: sense
1: of when you might be let back in have no. they been like they so they i mean the last i checked i checked like um, you get your account still active like it's still up I checked, um, I checked like Twitter. Yeah. It's still, so it's still up. If you go to it right now, it's still up. You guys can go, yeah. you guys could like fave a post right now. Right. Uh, I, th- I think you guys could like retweet something if you wanted to. Right. I mean, you, you don't have to go do it, but uh, just a suggestion. Um, but it's weird because if you look at like my replies to someone and then you don't click my tweet, but you click the tweet I was replying to at that point, my tweet disappears it'll say this tweet is unavailable. Mm. So I don't know what's going on. I'm still like semi-logged in, but it's telling me to reset my password. I can't reset my password. It's a total disaster. Uh, I think maybe like mid next week, I saw Twitter support posting about it and they were like, "Uh, yeah, sorry, this is like, this is gonna take a long time because they just locked, they locked a shit ton of people out basically. Uh, They locked out anyone who reset their password in the last 30 days. Um, And I think the other reason they locked me out again is that I was, uh, well, the verified accounts were locked out during the Bitcoin hack, I kept trying to post uh, pee over and over and, <laughs> over and over and over again. And so they thought maybe I was like a bot or something. Mm-hmm. So I think I'm like double locked down because of that. So I have, I have no idea when I'll be able to post again, but it's kind of nice. I don't know what's going on uh, at all. The last thing I remember seeing online uh, was a uh, a headline. Um, and, uh, and here we go. And I mean, it sounds maybe... It, the subject matter maybe is not good, but this is like an all-time uh, headline. Uh, so this is in, I believe, Asheville, I think North Carolina. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, woman on racist tirade dies after being struck by fire truck. <laughs> 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 I mean, I didn't even read the story. Just right yeah. off the bat, that's such a that's such a nice headline. Yeah, yeah. They so, came to
0: put out a fire.
1: I think. I think. And what I guess a, they did. So I, I think what it is is that. Um, she She wasn't hit by the fire truck well on a racist tirade, which the headline makes it sound like she was like, "Oh like, like mid she was like ty like on her yeah. soapbox and then like mean Girl style just fucking obliterated Right but I was really
2: hoping that there'd be like the parentheses, video, closed parentheses <laughs> thing that you used to see on like <laughs> yeah. Buzzfeed headlines after that. Yeah. It still could be written well. I mean, you'd have to describe it, but but I anyways, think so I- she's on the tirade. And then the fire truck shows up.
1: Well, no. So I think I think she has she's been video she she's been recorded uh, on racist tirades before this and gone viral ah. like a couple times before oh, this. I see. Very much like you know Karen style stuff that sort of thing. Gotcha. Very vile racist stuff. Uh, and then yeah, she was just like. Struck by a. I mean, this is an unrelated, unrelated thing. I guess she was struck, struck, struck and killed by a fire truck. By a fire truck,
0: yeah, it's crazy. Um, but it's
1: just very funny to me that they decided to put that she's like
0: racist in the headline. Yeah, <laughs> it's assaulted <laughs> instead of just yeah, lady unfortunately struck by fire truck or whatever. Hey check you know. this out. This, hey, this, this, out. Got this racist lady by got, a fire got truck destroyed. <laughs> I just I'm on your Twitter here, Stefan. It um, your last tweet here says uh, jacked off uh, fell into toilet. So I don't know if that was. <laughs> I don't know if that Does it was actually your, say that. That was your last tweet. Yeah, I was just looking yeah. at it. I there, think the so. last thing
1: the last thing I did was a great legacy. Yeah. I retweeted Bone Bone the cat.
0: Yeah, you did with Bone Bone wearing a Koopa shell backpack. I love that backpack. (laughs) I
1: love that cat so much. Oh, my God. I mean, mean, Bone Bone's on Instagram, so I'm... So
0: you're okay. They didn't cross over and block
1: your Instagram as well. I'm I'm on Instagram more. Follow me on Instagram. That's where I'm doing most of my posting now.
2: (laughs) Is there any way that after they turn your account back on that all of your attempted PP tweets would just go. Oh my God. I really like if there was so. like 65 of them, like <laughs> oh. going
1: up
0: in a minute, there's at least 20, I think. Um, <laughs> it so. was like, well, cause we, I, I didn't know that this was happening when it happened on, was it Friday, Thursday, Thursday. Thursday. I think, yeah. And so we had just posted a block party mailbag. Yeah. And so I was trying to like quote tweet it from my own account. I had successfully, I was able to retweet it, but yeah. I usually do the like retweet then quote yeah. tweet. So I retweeted it. Then I went to quote tweet it. And it just like kept coming up with that message or whatever. Like, oh, yeah, we think you're looks a robot. Automated. Yeah, yeah exactly. that too.
2: Cause I was doing a live video thing with the, uh, the productive outs guys and the Steve Slykowski from PUP. I was like, the thing that it, we were looking at baseball cards. This is stuff that people that follow me would like to look at. <laughs> yeah. And nobody else. <laughs> would care about it and they would yeah that was the thing i was like why does this seem automated like it seems exactly like something i would
0: exactly and that's what i said too i was like oh maybe it's like mad that i'm like sharing my own podcast or so i so it's the same thing like i just kept doing it and i i thought it was like the wording because the original quote tweet i wrote was just yes we did And then that was it. Yeah. And so I was like, Oh, does it think like that? Some am I, I'm like, is that like a hashtag that's going around right now or something that like I'm missing out on or what? So I started like changing the wording and it just didn't seem to matter what I did. It wasn't working. And then I finally figured out like, Oh, they've locked all the blue, the blue checks or whatever. Yeah. And it's a really embarrassing
2: feeling there. I had that with trying to post a silly picture of a former major league baseball pitcher to see if my account was working. And just the feeling of, like, attempting to do it and failing and then being like, huh, all right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, that's not a, I don't want to feel like that. Like, the idea of being like, well, you tried to do a stupid thing and you failed at it. Like, see again in 10 minutes where you can attempt to do it again. Like, I don't want to be that guy. But you didn't but...
1: repeatedly try to do it like me. So that was that was smart. I didn't try to do
2: it as many times. Yeah. Uh, probably. But, like, I think if if all of those posts ran, there'd be, like, four or five of them. But, yes, it would be, obviously, nothing could Compared to your massive stream
1: of PP posts, which is yeah, you know, yeah. so hopefully, hopefully, uh, we see those at some point. This well, week.
0: there were a lot yeah. of like, uh, you know, a lot of the the non-verified Twitter users were really getting some some dunks in. Yeah, uh, like well, the worst one was from uh, our friend the Zoobs, uh, who was like, "Oh, anyone who has under ten thousand followers and a blue check mark shouldn't be allowed to post anyway." <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> "And I have like seven thousand followers," oh. so I was like, "So I wrote a two Zube." <laughs> because he let me down. Yeah. I was like, wow, this guy this this feels like a direct attack.
1: Well, your your social media update's going to cheer
0: you up because it this is, is
1: uh this is one of the funniest things. I mean, I remember seeing this video, uh, a, a couple years ago.
0: Oh yeah. This is not new, but and, it kind of made the rounds again on Twitter this week Yeah, and it is. So you just can't prepare yourself for it. Uh, so we were speaking of mummies earlier. Yes. Uh, and this is a perfect uh, tie into this. And, and again, David, you won't be able to hear this, but I assume that you have seen this video. Um, th- so this is a, it's like a, it seems like a kind of like news magazine BBC report, sort of, yeah, yeah, type report where they have exhumed a mummy. Oh, uh, yeah, I know I mean, where you're going. Yeah. <laughs> And they are uh, they've exhumed a mummy, and they're trying to it looks like in the video, they're like running it through like an MRI machine yeah. or something like that. Like they're trying to figure so out, they I guess can like,
1: like 3d print parts of it. Yeah. And they then...
0: can figure out like how well, I guess the, the, um, embalming like held up and all that stuff. Uh, and then part of it is that they, uh, also <laughs> using <laughs> the, the information they have. <laughs> so good. <laughs> uh, ha- uh, decided that they would, that they were able to like record a sound. So like what the mummy would have sounded like. Yeah. And they're like, it's like, like a car- 3d
2: printed his larynx. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's they were, right. Like, went to the trouble of reconstructing its throat and voice box yeah. to make the sound. It's, okay, it's like so... a Jurassic
1: Park when they blow through the the raptor like right. larynx thing. Yeah, basically exactly what they're doing with the mummy.
0: Yeah, so um, we'll just we'll listen to this uh, video right now.
1: Scientists were able to mimic Nessie Amun's voice by recreating his mouth and vocal cords with a 3D printer. It allowed them to produce a single sound. Ah! <laughs> Scientists were able to mimic... Oh my god, just the shout. <laughs> That's the sound Tom Cruise made when he was getting sucked out of the plane ah! in the trailer.
0: <laughs> uh, Dan, can we hear it one more time?
1: Nessie Amun's voice by recreating his mouth and vocal cords with a 3D printer. It allowed them to produce a single sound. Ah! <laughs> God, that's so stupid.
0: It is just the thing about it is like so obviously I, I love when the, I love when this happens and it doesn't happen too often where a tweet. So you see a tweet like this go viral and obviously like this one went super viral. And as you said, it's a couple years old, but it, it made the rounds again this week. And by the way, this is Killola that posted it and it went viral. So, you know, like so you already know in your head like, OK, the fact that this is going viral it's obviously something like kind of weird or fucked up. So you already in your mind, you're like trying to like think ahead, especially I think me as a comedian, you know, you, you, you you're you trying to like anticipate like, okay, where's this joke going, yeah. you know? And it just, there's nothing that could prepare you for the, for where <laughs> yep. it goes. There's not like, you're like, so is the mummy going to say something stupid or like, is it going to be a weird, like, but it just, for whatever reason, I think yeah. that's what makes it so good, is you would never think that where we're going with all that is, ah! There's another, <laughs> there's another video in that
1: genre of videos where, I think it's it's like a British uh, uh, show where they're recreating what, like a Neanderthal or w- whatever would yeah. sound like.
2: It was a bog man or something. It yes. was somebody that like slipped into an ice fissure and was like fairly well preserved for a thousand years. Yeah,
1: and like the professor or whatever who's, who's like researching it, um does like an impression or something or like i don't know if they Oh t- wait the if they
2: talk you're talking about where she's like giving the guy instructions there's like a voice actor Yes yes that's yeah.
1: that's what it is yeah she the professor i think is giving this guy instructions as to like how a caveman would sound if if he was yeah. talking and it's like really like high pitched as i recall yes. or something
2: It's also if what's so good about the video that you guys just listened to is that it's like eight seconds long and still manages to build anticipation perfectly. (laughs) The one that Stefan's talking about is like it's 70 excruciating detailed seconds of this woman being like, good. okay, but now only use your sinuses and like a professional voice actor is like, all right, good. I'll take that note Uh. (laughs) oh it's It's so stupid the voice is really high-pitched and really like just unpleasant sounding
0: yeah it uh nothing prepared me for how good it was and i've listened to it 10 times and it's funny it's so good it's funny every time so thank you kilola we love that that Um, you know
1: what it is is that's what that's the sound of uh that pharaoh getting like
0: punched in the stomach and like that's oh, how he yeah. died that's <laughs> what they're trying to
1: recreate he got like houdini yeah
0: uh, <laughs> speaking of getting houdini'd let's move on to our block tail.
1: what did you tweet you brought receipts
0: block tail woo no longer can see the post it's a block tail woo you probably deserved
1: it it's a block tail
0: all right, David, uh, we didn't discuss your block before the show, so I have no idea where you're going here, and I'm excited to hear about it.
2: Well, there's one, I don't want to like necessarily drag it back to this because I've been since unblocked by it, but like you're both aware, like I got blocked by Donald Trump in like 2015. Hell yeah! I I, right, so I was like, aware
1: of this, but I I, I was right. hoping
2: I you would do if it this. Was, one. Like, is it corny to tell that again? No, because, no it's not. I don't I don't known. know it. Please so, do. Oh, it's uh, good. Uh, all right, cool. Yeah. cool. That makes me feel better. Yeah. Uh, so it's actually it's 2014. All right, I found the story. So this was like <clears throat> several jobs ago, and not to say that like Trump was better then or whatever, but obviously it was like a less urgent sort of uh, feeling of dread every time he did a post, and I was fascinated by his feed because it was like. At that time, it would just be it was all the like sort of cheesy Broadway beefs that he has, which is like still kind of like a big part of his thing where like he'll be tweeting about like how unfair China is. And then he will be like, Rosie O'Donnell's haircut, very mannish. Don't like it. You know, and it's like still does shit like that. And it used to be that his feed was like only that. So it would be like him being like, why can't I complain about Bette Midler gaining weight? This is a double standard. And then him promoting his golf courses. And those were like all it was. And I was fascinated by that, that voice and like I would do like tweets about him like promoting like a car dealership in Long Island or whatever. I wouldn't ever tag him or whatever. I didn't want anything to do with the guy. But I did one. Let me find the actual tweet itself. All right. So this, yeah. So an example of the sort of tweets I would do about him. This is from October of 2013. At Donald Trump Kia of Ice you get the ultimate in automotive luxury. Very sad for the losers and haters who can't see that not a classic tweet now, but it's like at the time that was sort of, I I was playing with how he talked. And then in, um, all right, so this was after midnight, just after midnight, June 10th, 2014. uh, Donald Trump dictates his memoirs while eating on a toilet. Too many people these days don't care about winning. I call them losers. That was one. (laughs) And then a few minutes later, I tweeted something and I attributed it to a book that, he didn't write because it doesn't exist so this is I was never one who looked at success as bad for me success was always good I loved it and still do Donald Trump winning page 27 which so, is, which is, again, not, which not, is my not my a, best work necessarily not, not a real
1: quote not a not real,
2: a real book. quote not a real book okay it does sort of seem like something he might have said to a ghost totally. writer or whatever yeah, yeah. yeah. you anyway.
0: can t- absolutely imagine him being like well I've always believed that success is good <laughs> Yeah, you can totally like, imagine other people don't like that. success. Yeah. And I
2: respect their opinion, but that's wrong. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Totally. Not a, a profound thought. Anyway, so at 101 a.m., so that tweet that I did was at 1209. At 101, Trump quote tweeted it, like put a quote around the part of it that wasn't attributed to his book and then attributed it to himself and posted it. And <laughs> it was unclear. <laughs> I had I probably had gone to bed by that point. <laughs> And at that point, I woke up the next day and people were like, hey, you know, uh, something interesting happened after you went to bed. (laughs) I remember uh, Daniel Sullivan actually like at being one of the first people that was like, I can't tell if you got owned or not, or if this is like actually him uh, just sort of stealing this quote and making it his own. Whatever it was, like people started responding to him being like, you never wrote a a book by that title, sir. Like, why are you quote tweeting this? (laughs) And then I was blocked and I remained blocked for four years until there was a big court case that uh, I should again mention. I didn't tag him like so. This is either him or someone that works for him name searching him at one in the morning on like a Wednesday in 2014. And then uh, so I was blocked at that point and uh, remained blocked until this lawsuit that was filed by I want to say it was like. It was affiliated with like a major university, but it was a big, like, their argument was that by blocking people on his account as the president, that he was like violating our civil rights in some way. Right. And there was an opportunity to like sign on to the lawsuit. There was no, you know, damages involved beyond obviously like being unblocked by him, I guess qualifies as that. And all the other people on it were people that like, it was, like, the dude, like, the Clapton guy that, like, responds first to everything he does. Like, those Jeff
1: Tiedrick or whatever. Yeah. Jeff
2: Tiedrick, yes. <laughs> yeah. And, like, other people that, you know, like, constantly add him and are giving him the, like, you know, sir, how dare you shit every time, you know, he posts about how, like, Graydon Carter's haircut looks queenish. <laughs> <And> <laughs> he's, got, like, he's got bad food restaurants. Yeah, bad food restaurants, uh, they're failing, very bad. Uh, vanity Fair, of course, extremely failing as well. Yeah, his New, Year's party, shit, like,
1: his New Year's party, no longer hot. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> An all-timer there. The, so I didn't put my name on the suit or whatever because I was like, I didn't want to be thought of as being like those guys. Like yeah. I didn't reply, like if I replied to Trump five times, saying shut the fuck up or something like then that's probably more than I should have done. Yeah. But I don't think I've really done that much. And being like lumped in with those guys was kind of like in some ways a a reality check. Like is like, I do post about the guy a lot. Is that somehow better that I don't tag him? Like, is it more artful? I don't necessarily know whatever it was. I was unblocked and it changed the experience of Twitter. I would say for the worse, but it made it like you were talking earlier about having to use an incognito window to see any tweets And I used to have to do that with his posts, even when he was president. And so there'd be stuff where it would just show up as like, you know, quote unavailable and tweet unavailable. And so people would be quote tweeting it and being like, this seems really bad or being like, you know, (laughs) doesn't the Constitution make it impossible to do this? Tweet unavailable. And I'd have to like every time be like, do I want to (laughs) know Like, is this actually, is it important? Yeah. Or should I just like sort of wait for like a heavy knock at the door? And it was always like stupid shit. It was always like, are you allowed to say that your golf courses are the most beautiful in the world? <laughs> and like, but yeah, so that was uh, and, and now it's back to normal and I see his posts every day, like everyone else. And I love them and I love reading them.
1: I mean, his, <laughs> his old posts are the ones I always go back to the Robert Pattinson, Kristen Stewart ones are mm-hmm. yes. classics. Yeah. The diet Coke one. Uh, there's yeah. a series like for about a week, he's just going off on how much he hates diet Coke. Um, and I've, I've got a couple of them right here. Uh, nice. cause he says it starts out he says, I've never seen a thin person drinking diet Coke, um, <laughs> which is a
2: classic, like dad comedy line. Yes. yes Like that's absolutely Like Bill Engvall And like whatever The like yeah the, <laughs> the, the, the blue, tour The blue
1: collar uh, Comedy yeah. tour Yeah And he also drinks 12 Diet Cokes a day And has a button yes. on his desk To bring him Diet Coke I think so. that's yeah.
2: why he has Like this feud With Diet Coke Is that he's like Continuing to gain weight And he's like What part of diet Don't you understand I'm gonna sue you
1: Well so he's Yeah he says I've never seen a thin person Drink Diet Coke This is in t- 2012 So before you could like Thread tweets or anything And these are like A few days apart each time The more Diet Coke Diet Pepsi Et cetera you drink the more weight you gain. Diet Coke tweet had a monster response. Damn it. I wish this stuff worked. And this is my favorite one. People are going crazy with my comments on Diet Coke in brackets soda. Let's face it. This stuff just doesn't work. It makes you hungry. Um... (laughs) So, like, so did
0: he think that like Diet Coke was like, uh, was like a, like a weight watcher shake he, or something like that? He like did. you drink that as like a meal replacement and it you makes lose you weight. lose weight. So, so then
1: within <laughs> all of those tweets, he also posted this, uh, the Coca-Cola company is not happy with me. That's okay. I'll still keep drinking that garbage.
2: Yeah, which I that's mean, the the real Trump difference, too, is it being like I was complaining about it, but like, I don't know how to drink water like my body rejects it.
1: The other the other two that I love are... Uh there's uh there's one where he because this is he would he would like quote tweet people before you could do like proper quote tweets right or to, like manually quote tweet them or whatever yeah,
2: that, which is what he did to me just like apply take the text apply quotes yeah. to it and then just like put his name at the end of
1: yeah it. and so he's done that a couple times there's one where this guy uh i guess trump had, had talked about how his dad was like smart and had like good or gave him a good brain or something i think was the <clears> phrase <throat> and then i mean <laughs> producer dan is sort of like look yeah so this guy replied yeah, Fred to Trump
2: him, was famous for giving <laughs> classic brains <laughs> so, the, the throat goes.
0: <laughs> this, this guy replies to him.
1: He's got that gorilla grip, pussy, Fred Trump.
0: So he, uh, oh he, he why did you look right in my eyes? I wanted you, you to. I wanted so you to see me as I said <laughs> He turned right to me
1: with like. I couldn't look at our guest. It's funny, like maintaining eye
2: contact
0: with your buddy. <laughs> Because, <laughs> like says, Stefan doesn't like <laughs> Stefan doesn't smile that much when we're recording. Like, you know, like we'll laugh a little bit, but usually it's like, you know, but he had this huge grin on his face, Here's swivels his chair, hate. yeah, yes. swivels his chair to stare right in my eyes and be like, and you also talked a little quieter. You're like, he's got that gorilla grip. <laughs>
1: so, <laughs> so young based God underscore G replied to Donald Trump and said, your dad gives good brain. Damn. And then Trump quote tweeted him and said, it's called jeans. <laughs> <laughs> just, just like not understanding it at all. And then the other one that I love is he quote tweeted a guy named Cat Penis who said, I respect your integrity, sir. Rock on. <laughs> it didn't add anything. Just quote tweeted Cat Penis. Cat Penis.
0: Oh. That's great stuff.
1: <laughs> I mean, he does, you know what? Obviously, horrible, horrible man. But
0: some classic posts. Oh, yeah. 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 I mean, he's he's he used to, he's a poster. Before he
2: was like a threat to life on Earth. It was just he just like fucking live tweet Access Hollywood every day. <laughs> yeah. Like that was just all he would do, which was pretty harmless because <laughs> it would just be like, happy birthday, Dabney Coleman. You know, and that, that was just that was what was on his mind.
0: Oh, God. <laughs> oh, that's good. Uh, fuck. Well, we have a great listener block this week as well, too. I like this is kind of a this is in a different uh in a different vein. This is sort of a real life block. Uh, So this one comes in from Duncan uh, and he's a uh, longtime listener of the show. Uh, He says, not sure if this counts as an official block, but I wanted to share it anyway. I'm the proud parent of a nine month old. At the beginning of the pandemic, we discovered that the child is allergic to peanuts and we had to take them to the hospital for treatment. They were okay. And an allergy specialist suspects that they have a mild peanut allergy. I'm telling you this because I'm also the proud owner of a Mr. Peanut shirt. It's my favorite shirt. The fabric is super comfortable. It fits well. And the blue shirt that I chose looks great on me. I wear it constantly. <laughs> Well, I wore it constantly. My partner has recently said that I'm no longer allowed to wear it because of our child's allergy. She says that it is unfair and that it might make either the child like peanuts, bracket, and put them at risk or make them feel excluded. As such, I am currently, quote, blocked from wearing it. Oh, my God,
1: Duncan. <laughs> I mean, that that's so, that's so sad. It's such a good shirt, too. It's I mean, do you want shirt? to briefly
0: explain, Mr. Peanut? Oh, my God. I said... I, instead of saying peanut on the show, I said peen nut because we were talking about corn nuts. And so I had that <laughs> cadence in my mind. And then our lovely graphic designer, Cody Audette made a shirt where it's the planter's peanut, but he's uh, dressed like me. He's got a beard and glasses like me. And then his top hat says Mr. Peanut on it. Uh, and so, yeah, so that's one of the shirts that we have, which are available at, at T public right now. And uh, yeah, so I guess, so there is like the image of a pea uh, of a peanut, on yeah. the shirt but uh yeah so i guess uh duncan's partner felt like we should get duncan a new shirt i think yeah well D- duncan we will replace your shirt we'll get you a rip it dan shirt yeah. uh and you can you oh know. my baby
1: hates uh, people
0: named dan too all right <laughs> <laughs> okay <laughs> come on come on now you're just making this up do you hate our podcast <laughs> uh <laughs> if you want to send in a listener blog, you can do so at blocked at blocked or you can also use the form on our website, which is blockedparty.com. You can also donate to the show at patreoncom slash blocked party, where $5 a month gets you access to three bonus episodes every month. We've had a big month this month. We obviously did the uh, peep this out inspired video bonus episode where I ate my first big Mac ever. Uh, we had a mailbag with uh, DB, Michael Hale from your Kickstarter sucks. Jesse Farrar also made an appearance on that show as well. We've got uh, we're just about to record a bonus episode after this, and we have another bonus episode coming up later this month, a cameo episode that's going to be great. Uh, And we just announced on Twitter this week that uh, we're going to you know, we've had newsletters on the site for a while. Uh, where if you donate $4 to the show, you can just get the newsletters. Or if you donate eight, you get the bonus episodes in the newsletters. Uh, and we're going to start taking uh, submissions for guest newsletters. So uh, if you're a freelance writer who is uh, looking to get paid right now in the pandemic, uh, you can send us an email at info at blockparty.com. Send us a pitch. And uh, we may feature you in our guest newsletter section.
1: And we're also getting uh, quite close, I believe. We're getting sure clo- how far are we to the, we're the getting smoothie close.
0: chair? Uh, we're, we're about... Uh, 800? Around, yeah, 800. 800 to 1000 okay away.
1: so so the the smoothie tier um i'm very excited for this uh i'm not we're drinking it's called canada juice uh, and it's going to be very, we're going to do like a Joey's World Tour style, just like nasty food challenge video. Yeah. Uh, what we're, is,
0: what is in the... Well, so yeah. So Ben Barch, NFL linebacker, uh, gained some online notoriety for his chaos smoothie that yeah. he said that he drinks every day to like gain eggs, weight.
1: Eggs, grits, uh, um, red Gatorade. Peanut butter, peanut butter. Peanut butter. And a banana. Yeah. So Gr- our
2: grits in the... In the smoothie. In the, the smoothie, smoothie, correct. Yeah. Yes. So uh, like a pol- like polenta, liquid liquefied. Yes, correct. Drink. Uh-huh. Yes, yeah. exactly. Right, I don't care for that. No. Go ahead.
0: <laughs> so while this is, and you'll probably care for the Canadian version even less. So the 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 Canada juice that we will be drinking is uh, assorted timbits, <sighs> maple syrup, <laughs> cheese curds, a banana, and Beaver Buzz energy. And there's
1: something else in there too. I think. Uh. I think that's it. Something it? else
0: Canadian. I'm pretty sure there's one other Canadian thing.
1: Anyway, it's gonna suck.
0: Oh, coffee crisp. Coffee crisp, yeah. a Coffee <laughs> oh, crisp. Chocolate. It's park. bad. It's gonna be really <laughs> bad. But anyway, if we get to $87.99, a tribute to Sidney Crosby and Wayne Gretzky on our Patreon. We will we're drink it we're getting close. Thank you yeah, for we're getting your help. Close. Yeah, thank you for all your donations this past month. It's been great. Uh so yeah, and you can also follow us on Twitter and Instagram at blocked party pod. Uh Dave, we always like to end the show with a top three suggested by our guest. What do you have for us, please?
2: So I was thinking about this uh, yesterday because I I like to prepare ahead of time by at least 12 hours. Perfect. Professional. Very professional. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this is. Yeah. I don't have any other job, so I guess you could say (laughs) that this is what I do. But um, so we're still uh, like quarantined up pretty good. I mean, like some stuff is open and a lot of stuff isn't. But I mean, there's not a lot of the things that we used to like to do in New York. You can't really do. And as a result, my wife and I have aged, I would say, about 40 years just in terms of how we actually pass the time. One of the things that we've been doing, so we take like little walks at night together and uh, talk about our days, like as I sort of imagined we might do when we were 80. And uh, one of the things that we've been doing recently is going and uh, there's a hawk in the park near us. And we go and we visit our bird every day and we look at it and then we walk uh around a little bit and we go home and at that point by all rights, we should just die of natural causes, <laughs> but we don't. And we just maybe carry on and we do it again every day. And it occurred to me that like, I hadn't really thought about the stuff that I would like to do when I uh, got old. And so the thing for you all is uh, what are the top three things that you're very much looking forward to as an elderly man,
0: Ooh. like to doing Oh, I mean, that's boy. great. That's great. Is there anything? Uh, yes. Devo. I think there's, I think oh, there's yeah. some stuff I mean, I'm already sure. an old man. People Dave, make fun yeah. of me all the
1: time. Dave, why don't you go first? Number three.
2: So to me, uh, the bird thing has been very edifying. <laughs> I feel like whether it's actually, I don't think actually getting into bird watching is, is in the, the cards for me. It just seems like you have to, for one thing, you have to get up early a lot of the time. And, uh, also, you know, it's just, the community of people is, is weird. But the idea of, uh, finding some weird nature related hobby to like, not be very good at something like just kind of like wandering through a bog, like spotting yeah. things. And then like writing down in a notebook every time I see a frog or something like that. And then just not telling anyone about <laughs> it. Like that's just for me. Like something like that. So something like real slow core nature related hobbying.
0: Well, now, David, and you hear me out here. Um, mm-hmm. What if you were to do that? But you when you cataloged and you drew a picture of the thing that you saw beside the picture, you wrote something like seize the fucking day, bitch. See, that See, what about adds that? an element that's of cool. extremity. Yeah, that's See, like, that's
2: the thing that I probably wouldn't be able to do as an older person, because even writing words that extreme above a certain age, your bones are not strong enough always yeah. to really do that without some risk.
0: That's true. That's probably why the effing birds guy is so young. I think so. Yeah, that makes sense. Is that
2: like a thing? Is there like an epic bird watching guy? Oh yeah. yeah.
0: It's no, it's, it's, I mean, if you want to make yourself upset, uh, you can probably do. Yeah. You can search on Twitter. It's just called effing birds, like E F F I N. And it's literally just like, uh, it's like nicely hand drawn, like birds and, and other like kind of woodland nature creatures with like swear, affirmations put beside them. Oh, that not, sucks. That's not, I drink, don't like that. Drink 40 goddamn cups of water a day, you fucking prick. Yeah. Uh, and then it's just like a little bird there. It or it's incredible how quickly that, that was like a whole thing.
2: There are people that like probably own their own home because they did like recipes where it would just be like, I'm trying to make some fucking tacos. Yeah. And like, that definitely. was it. That worked for yeah. them. Well, the, th- the
1: thug kitchen. I mean, yeah, that's who I was thinking of. Yeah. I don't want to dive too deep in it, but they've recently had to like rebrand like, whenever when, when all, all of a sudden they, they, fi- they finally kitchen, yeah. realized, hey, maybe this is like really like stupid and racist and offensive. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And it took like 10 years. Did so we, we ever out
0: update? Out. So, we had Ed Zitron on the show yeah. and he was blocked by the effing by the and birds guy. Oh, it's it, it's That's in the the, the header of the and <laughs> birds account now, right? I think is it it's like a quote from uh, oh, from I Ed did, Zitron. Oh, yeah. okay. So, we had him on the show and I don't know that we ever updated our listeners after this, but uh, yeah, it was um. Oh, yeah. It says the Webby Awards honoree, despite being just pictures of birds and curse words. Oh, yeah. Low effort garbage. Ed Zitron. (laughs) It's in their header. Um, (laughs) So that's great. That's true. Uh, Yeah, it has. The account has 213,000 followers. Uh, And yeah, so the um, so we never really followed up, but but I don't think on the show. So about two months after the Ed Zitron episode aired, uh, the uh, the guy who runs F&Birds, I think his name is Aaron something, uh, tweeted at the Blocked Party Twitter account and at Ed Zitron saying that he was like, really disappointed that he was like a huge fan of Stefan's and Ed's and that he was really upset and disappointed that that's how we feel about uh, his work <laughs> oh and that he would be happy to come on block party like any time no. uh, to talk about it. No, and you I should mean, we should debate even, him. Why huh. won't you debate Ethan and birds? <laughs> yeah, yeah, we've been, we've been, we've been ducking him. Yeah. Pardon the pun. <laughs> Put it off for a
1: while. Um, uh, Stefan, what's your number three? My number three is uh, no longer caring about my hairline
0: that's mm, oh, just that does you sound know, liberating yeah i'm still trying
1: to hang on i mean i'm not i don't really care that much at this point i wear hats most of the time anyway um your hairline's
0: not even that it's bad. not even that bad, yeah i was gonna say like, it's
1: it's more so that i just have a very large head yeah and you got a big forehead i got a big forehead and so it makes the hairline seem that much worse yeah. than it actually like is. you've
0: kind of had this hairline probably since you were like 16 but uh, it just like wasn't a big deal because you were 16 exactly. But now that you're older people are like oh what's- yeah
1: and I it has receded a little tiny bit, right. I've noticed, but it's like, if I had a regular sized head, I think it would be totally fine. Yeah. Um, but I think, you know, as just as like a 70 year old man, I'm just, I'm not going to care. I'm going to be wearing like a newsboy cap all the time, you know? Right. That may be my number two, actually, is wearing a newsboy cap.
0: <laughs> well, we'll, see, we'll see when we get there. Yeah. Uh, okay. Number three for me, uh, I mean, this is tough because... Um, I work with teenagers, so like yelling at teens and stuff is like probably not something I think I would do. I also worked at a grocery store. So like just being friend, trying to be friends with like retail employees, uh, I probably won't do either cause I, <laughs> cause I see it cause I see how badly that affects them, uh, on a daily basis. But I do think, I think that, um, based, based on the fact that I'm 34 and I've already wanted to do this, I do think I will be, and I don't know if I'm necessarily looking forward to it, but I do think I, it, I have to admit to myself, um, I'm going to be a note post guy. I'm going to be the guy that like posts, post, notes, around post the house? notes in the, no, no. Like in the neighborhood oh, okay. or like if I'm oh, living wow. in like an apartment building, yeah. I'm going to be like that guy who's like, Hey, he's like, stop smoking on your balcony. or yeah. like, Oh, you're always, yo, you, you know, your dog pissed in the elevator and you didn't clean it up or like, like I think I'm going to be a note guy. Cause I kind of already want to be yeah. a note guy. You have that vibe sort of. Yeah. 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 So that's definitely
2: part of how I've been thinking about this as well is that like, it's all stuff that like, like tendencies that are kind of latent in you that you're fighting yeah. at this point that at some point in the future, you're just going to be like, well, it's fine. Like I, I get to be fat now. <laughs>
0: yeah, or I'm 70. Who gives a shit? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Dave, what's your number two? Uh,
2: becoming like, like a, like a chair guy. Like yeah. a dude Ooh. that like cares a lot about mm-hmm. about uh, comfortable chairs. Damn, that sounds like, good. Like, or in particular, like having a chair. Like, this is something that I noticed. You know, your parents get older. You know, right a long time, but along the same continuum as everybody else. Of course, that's just science. <laughs> but there is uh, there is like this sense of like a demarcating point for me, and like thinking about my dad when he became like a big easy chair dude. Like, he'd have like a chair that he would like sit in and do work at night. But then at one point, like I remember coming home from school and that chair had just grown in size by like a third and it was extremely, extremely overstuffed. It did things, you know, like it had like different levels of like reclining and whatnot. And while I don't necessarily want to do that sort of thing now, the idea of eventually becoming someone that has like a throne in my like whatever living space that is like sort of mine alone and that I use for like whatever I don't know, six or eight hours a day of like intermittent sleeping and reading.
1: Like that sounds kind of tight, actually.
0: Yeah, that me. sounds really good.
1: I have uh I have like the young person version of that. I have like a gamer chair. Yeah. Which is very yeah. like that's that has like changed my life. Uh, yeah, Irene's never sitting in that. No, no. She hates it. And those like, are like yeah.
2: the I only think of gamer chairs in the context of like toxic masculinity, I guess is the phrase that people usually yeah. use. But it's like I know that it's mostly just a thing that. You can, it's got like a cup holder and shit, right? Like, it, it's, what like, does it have? It's, it's
1: like a racing chair, essentially, that you'd put in, okay. in like a, a race car, but it's just on it's on wheels, basically. So you got head
2: support and you got other like sort of... Okay. Yeah, you
1: got back support. And I mean, it's very, very comfortable. It looks... I mean, it looks very stupid. It does look very... Because it it's a race car chair just in your apartment yeah well that, once it,
2: you've it, made the commitment to buying a gaming chair it's like whether it looks cool or not is kind of like you just want to get the ugliest one you could i though. mean
1: i have like the light up keyboard the light up mouse i've got i mean it's it's ridiculous i've got a huge mouse pad that goes underneath my keyboard and like the mouse as well it's like a very long uh mouse pad and it lights up on the side as well i mean it's just i've just embraced it at <laughs> it this does point.
0: make sense that like you would get a race car chair to match your race car bed yes of course oh thank you you're welcome.
1: I just want to bring that up again. Uh, my number two <laughs> is uh, oh, I have to think about this. I think it's probably sitting on a front porch. Mm, yeah,
0: that sounds yeah. good. And
1: not even like reading, but just like watching people walk by. I think I think that sounds that sounds very nice to me. I've done mm-hmm. that a few times before. It is it is nice and relaxing. Mm-hmm. Um, but sitting on a front, like I, you know, I'm I'm in an apartment now, so we don't have a front porch. We have uh, we have like a deck. Um, and uh, and you can sort of people watch from there, but it's not quite the same. Like I want to sit on like the classic like like front porch, you know. Right. I'm sitting on like people a people walk by,
0: almost you like say a, hi, even like a rocking chair. Are you them you know? to fuck yeah. off? Yeah, exactly. You know, yeah. whatever. That I'm I'm very much looking forward to that. Mm, that sounds yeah. good. Uh, number two for me, something I'm doing already, but I will look forward to doing in my old age as well, and that is curling. Uh, <laughs> curling, oh, <wow>. curling <laughs> is one of those sports that really holds up for old people. And the thing that's really nice is like you. Uh, Like, a a lot of the curling leagues uh, for seniors, like, they're during the day, right? So, like, I would love to just, like, have a curling game at 9 in the morning uh, and then just, like, you know, stay around, eat lunch, whatever. Like, my mom is in one of those leagues right now since she retired, and, like, she loves it. And so, yeah, like, obviously, I've curled at 9 in the morning lots. I've played in tons of tournaments that have early start times. But the idea of, like, you know, I'll be old, so I'll probably be waking up at, like, 6 a.m. and just getting up, going to curl chilling out that's gonna be great that's great i'm excited yeah that it it.
2: sound pretty solid yeah like the i know the, the culture of curling i only know this from like editing a story about it years ago like that's definitely like kind of like a bowling alley type vibe right like you're just kind of hanging out eating like onion rings and drinking beers when you're not curling
0: yeah. Yeah. So uh, pretty much every curling club has a lounge or a bar, um, mm-hmm. upstairs in the curling club. So when and it's you're like not overlooking, the, and it's uh, overlooking the sheets. So yeah. like, a, like if you're playing in a tournament or whatever, like when you're not playing, you usually go upstairs, have a couple drinks, watch the people who are playing like whatever. Yeah. It's, it's a big part of the culture for sure. The social aspect is big.
2: It looks so meditative, man. I've never done it, but it's like I just watching it in the Olympics. Even like the sound is kind of like ASMR adjacent.
0: Totally. You know, like
2: kind of like distant shouts and then just like that brushing noise.
0: Yeah. <laughs> beautiful. It is beautiful. What's your number 1, Dave? So, I was thinking
2: uh like get like an old guy posse, like just get like a crew of other dudes. And the concern with that is that uh like I mean I have actual friends in real life. Um and that would ideally those Congrats, would be the dude. people because I, I not to, yeah, I'm sorry if it didn't bragging <laughs> like, on the podcast, but the, I mean, not that I've seen any of them in like seven months at least, but you know, it would be nice to hang out with those people. My concern with, with it is that like, there are some like old guy crews in my neighborhood. There's some that like, they sat on a bench outside of a diner on the corner across the street from me and eventually like they just endowed the bench like there's a plaque on it that says like you know whatever it's to like georgios or whoever whatever greek person owns the diner like thanks for the hospitality from the bench bunch and then they just put a plaque on it and those guys all have like a real like blue lives matter like kind of like salty old guy vibe that i obviously do not like i wouldn't i would screen for that in my old guy crew to be like just if you get like real emotional about like cops or whatever like i would probably tell you to maybe like find another another team to be with but they also just seem to spend all day like sitting out there just kind of like talking about the weather and like breaking each other's balls and stuff and that seems extremely like a goal for me yeah like that's like sort of how i i mean love to spend time with my wife as well and everything but like having a, a proper dotage like the way that like carl reiner and mel brooks would just get together and eat like pastrami and like watch like a random George Clooney action movie from 2006.
1: That sounds perfect. That sounds great. That sounds all right. Yeah. I love that. That sounds very nice. Uh, Okay. My number one, I've got an honorable mention because you brought up curling. I would say uh, joining like a lawn bowling club. Mm -hmm. Very similar. Lawn bowling is so much fun. Um, And, and the, you know, the clubs I think would be very nice. You're hanging out there. Um, So that, that would be good. But my number one is going to bed at like eight and waking up at five. Cause you do that right now. Well, cause now <laughs> I, I, right now I get up very early, but I go to bed at like 1130 or midnight. Right. Why do is, you get up so early? Uh, part of it is, I mean, I like getting up early. Um, but part okay. of it is we, we got a cat a few months ago and she likes to get fed at like six in the morning. All right. Um, and we're trying, uh, I believe it was, uh, in the discord, our friend HW lit, uh, had a suggestion, which is you just, you feed her like later at night, like her dinner. So we fed her dinner last night at like 10 and and then this morning, she only woke me up at like six forty-five, seven. So that seems to have sort of worked a little bit. Um, but I do like the idea of as an old guy having dinner at like four o'clock, going to bed at eight, and getting up at like five in the morning because you're not really losing any time there. You're just like shifting it around, you know. Mm-hmm. So I, I I like that, you know. And then I get up at five and I go
0: I go sit on the the front porch. It's perfect. I love it. <laughs> nice.
2: You got this all mapped out. Yeah,
0: I'm yeah, I'm just ready to go. Twenty four hour span of it. Yeah, yeah. I'm, uh, my number one is the same as yours, uh, Dave. I, I, there was, I remember growing up and like the Tim Hortons by my house, I would stop there often in the morning for breakfast, uh, when I was going to university or when I started teaching and yeah, there'd be like a group of like 10 people that would be there every single morning, just like chatting, having a coffee, having a donut, whatever. Um, and yeah, that just seems awesome to me. I feel like I really want to, uh, just have that that group that you just meet with every day you hang out and uh you just yeah you talk about how the world sucks shit or like whatever and it, it just sounds so nice yeah so yeah so yeah. that's definitely my number one as well i want to have an old guy posse um where where we end up being i don't know but definitely like at a coffee shop or restaurant yeah and, and, s- that's just- and sorry for earlier talking about an old guy pussy yeah <laughs> All right. Well, uh, <laughs> yeah, I was
2: going to apologize for being too wistful and wholesome. And then Steph had just saved it at the last minute. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Beautiful. He's always there. He's always there
0: to, always there to <laughs> save it for us. Uh, Dave, before we go, is there anything that you would like to plug?
2: Uh, I, The Hallmark movie podcast I do with Jeb. Dave and Jeb aren't mean. Uh, I can talk about that. Uh, but then I don't know, you know, like Twitter. I write articles on a freelance basis. I'd love to have more to say about that. Than, but like... <laughs> I, I have to like finish writing a story after we get off. So um I can't plug that one yet.
1: The Starship Troopers story was very good.
2: Thanks, man. I appreciate it. That was a cool thing to be able to write about. I wouldn't have even known that that was like on the menu of possible experiences that I could write about Starship Troopers.
0: Nice. Uh, and people can follow you on Twitter at David underscore J underscore Roth. Yep, that's true. Wonderful. So there you go. Uh Stefan, I guess we don't really have anything to plug. It's nothing no. happens on Earth right no. now. No,
1: And hopefully I... Uh am able to plug this episode when it comes out tomorrow but not <laughs> who knows yeah, yeah it's very yeah, possible. Man, good luck yeah, <laughs> yeah. hopefully <you laughs> we'll your, avenge yeah, you yeah yeah thank hopefully you. you get your
0: twitter back and uh, yeah again if you want to contribute to our newsletter you can send us an email at info at blocked pod. you can donate to the show at patreon.com slash party you can follow us on twitter and instagram at blockpartypod. we'll see you back here next week with definitely not a nazi goodbye Bye. Bye. <laughs>